630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. All right, well, the Calgary Flames looking really good for most of the first period against the Carolina Hurricanes, but the Canes did tie it late in the first. Now into the second period, it's 1-1. Calgary out shooting Carolina 22-10. Blues and Capitals just getting underway. That's the only other game in the NHL tonight. The Edmonton Oilers' next game presented by Furnace Family is Monday. It's home to the Ottawa Senators, probably. 6 o'clock for the face-off show game at 8 right here on 630 Ted. That, of course, will be January 10th. And the next Oilers game after that that is still currently on the schedule is not until January 20th against the Florida Panthers. So the Oilers practice today. They will have uh, an optional tomorrow. They'll have a full practice Sunday. Then the game against Ottawa and head coach Dave Tippett said today then We'll see what they uh, decide to do with the practice schedule. I, I mean, I, I would guess they, they would take Tuesday the 11th off and then maybe go from there. I don't know if they're going to give them a chunk of days off, maybe three or four days, and then bring them back for kind of a week of practice or, or five or six days of practice, or if they might go two days on, one day off, or something like that, getting ready for that Florida game. But that is the situation here with the Edmonton Oilers, who had uh, another player test positive for COVID today. That was Kyler Yamamoto. He was actually out on the ice for before practice as they were just kind of skating around gearing up for the practice he got pulled off he got pulled off and uh, Dave Tippett said after practice that uh, Yamamoto had a a rapid test come back positive for COVID so he got taken off the ice now he has to get the the full-on test and uh, we'll see what comes back tomorrow as for McDavid and Barry and Ryan, who went into COVID protocol early this uh, earlier this week, they should be available on Sunday and available to play on Monday against the Ottawa Senators. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who's out of action, Dave Tippett today said it's probably at least a week away from skating. Uh, that's just from skating. So, you know, even that game on the 20th might be a little iffy. And uh, William Lagason bruised foot remember he blocked a shot against the Maple Leafs but probably going to practice tomorrow Chris Russell did take part in practice today but Dave Tippett said he's probably uh, a week away so won't be playing on Monday maybe when they uh, he'll be available when they get back against the Panthers so there's a bit of the roster rundown there for your Edmonton Oilers who uh, as you know and we've been talking about a lot going through an incredibly tough stretch here some really uh, areas of big areas of concern for the Oilers. I think several te- things plaguing the team. We talked a lot about goaltending on the show yesterday about the five on five save percentage. Got some really uh, interesting calls from some of you guys out there at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. That's the hotline powered by Certain Teed Professional Grade Building Materials, and I'm happy to hear from you uh, tonight on whatever you want to chime in about. And also some problems uh, in the offensive end, I think. And I want to dive into that a little deeper as we move along throughout the show this evening as well. But Dave Tippett says, uh, yes, uh, he knows. He knows he's under fire. The team is under fire, but uh, he's trying not to worry too much about it. Well, like anybody else, you got to block the uh, the outside noise out and concentrate on what's going on inside here. And I would say our attitude's been pretty good. You guys are trying to help each other, encourage each other, push each other. There's uh, There's all the above in there. I think our veterans have done a good job in there. Mike Smith coming back has helped. He's got a strong voice in the locker room. Duncan Keith's been very good also. So it's uh, there's a push in there. Now we just got to find a way to make that push into results. Well, yeah, and they've been working on that for a while. Now this slump started 
the first weekend in December. Remember when they lost to Seattle? Now, of course, they had a gap in there of about, about uh, what, 10 or 11 days where they didn't play before or after Christmas, but still 2-9-2 and two in their last 13 games. It's been going on for a while. They were briefly, a few weeks ago, first in the NHL in terms of point percentage. They are now a middle-of-the-pack team. So, I mean, that hot start is still helping them. Uh, and I was I was looking at this last night. Now, Winnipeg lost last night. Uh, San Jose did get a win. So in terms of points, the Oilers are still eighth in the conference. In terms of point percentage, they're now ninth, just behind Winnipeg. Uh, Winnipeg with a 561 points percentage, Edmonton at 559. But, you know, you keep losing, dropping closer to 500, teams are going to pass you. So the, the, it's it's getting a little vital here to start banking some wins. They're obviously not going to play a lot of games over the next week and a half, but that's the situation they're facing in the standings. Zach Cassian, who uh, returned against Toronto after being in COVID protocol, he says, look, man, we're trying to stay level-headed. We've had the same team when we were on a heater <laughs> than now. So ultimately, it's just everyone maybe giving 2% more, taking those little errors out of our game. And capitalizing on our chances, we've had chances to score. You, you don't score, but that's the way hockey goes sometimes. You score some um, that you shouldn't. You score, you miss when you should. Ultimately, you could just talk all day about we're on a slide and we got to get better, but ultimately it has to come within the room. And like I mentioned five times already, there's going to be highs and lows through a season. Um, we can't have people jumping off the boat because we've played a bad month of hockey. There's eight months of hockey, and uh, we have to stay level-headed here. And if there's one thing that I've learned through the league's there's never too high, never too low, um, and that's kind of where we're at right now. We were pretty humble when we were on our winning streak, and um, we're humble now that we're losing, but we, we know we're a good team. We just have to get back to the way we were playing, and that's ultimately uh, everybody worrying about themselves and uh, giving a little more. All right, well, I'm, I'm certainly uh, certainly understandable that they feel humbled by this run, but I, I mean, he's right. They, they were humble when they were nine and one and 16 and five, they weren't dancing around like they won the Stanley cup, but I'm certainly, I'm sure they were feeling a little bit more confident. So again, I mentioned Kyler Yamamoto went off the ice. So Dylan Holloway, Dylan Holloway out there. Yeah. You know, the saga with him first round draft pick for the Oilers in the 2020 draft. That was the one that was held in October. And, uh, you know, a hot prospect out of the University of Wisconsin and had the wrist injury and had the wrist surgery. And then in the summer had to get the surgery done again. So he is slowly, slowly coming back. And when Yamamoto went the went off the ice, they, and I'll tell you, generally at Oilers practice, you have the, the jersey colors based on the top six and the bottom six. So the guys on the first two lines wear white and the guys on lines three and four and any extra forwards wear gray. So they had 13 forwards on the ice. Holloway was in gray. Yamamoto goes off and he switches into a white jersey and gets to skate alongside Leon Dreisaitl and Warren Fogle. And Dave Tippett said, yeah, Holloway, pretty excited to take part in practice today. Yeah, he was an excited kid out there today, especially when Yamo got pulled and he went right to Dreisaitl's line. That was, uh, it was uh no, he's he's been working hard. Like he's, I, I give him credit. He skates every day here with David Pelche, and he's finally getting to the point where I think he's close to um, being. Like today, he was in practice, but it was supposed to be non-contact for him. But so he's getting close. Hopefully, he gets up and 
get an opportunity, whether it's down in Bakersfield or, or here, and, and they got to talk to him about when he can get going. I think he sees a doctor again on Monday, and hopefully that's the last step he needs to get to get full clearance. Do, do, do you think he could start here? You kind of seem to think maybe he, he could. I, I would say there it's more leaning. He hasn't played in a long time. I think it's more leaning to go down and try to get some games in Bakersfield, especially with us, you know, having very limited games here the next little while, it looks like. So he'll get up and going down there would be my guess on it, but I don't know that for sure yet. Yeah, an exciting prospect for the Oilers for sure. He's 20 years of age now, six foot one, little over 200 pounds. Last year with Wisconsin, 11 goals and 35 points in 23 games. Uh, obviously, you know, a team made a Cole Caulfield and talking to some people who uh, watched a lot of the Wisconsin games. They said a lot of nights he he stood out as much as or even more than Cole Caulfield, who we saw play for the Montreal Canadiens uh, at the end of last year and a little bit this year as well. So and I, I know some of the reaction out there from Oilers fans. I When I tweeted out that Holloway was on the ice, I, I saw a couple of people react with, well, there's the trade deadline acquisition without making a trade. And if you've listened to me for any length of time, you will know I will say, okay, possible. I don't, I don't want to get overexcited. I don't want to make it sound like a 20-year-old is going to come in and save the season and put a whole bunch of expectations on the young man, but certainly projects as a top six forward for the Edmonton Oilers whenever he does become a full-time NHLer. And, and Tip was asked that today. Could Holloway wind up being in, you know, whatever, five or six weeks, an option for your top six? That, that'll all depend on how, you know, if he goes down to Bakerfield and gets eight or ten games in, you'll probably get a pretty good gauge of where he's at, you know, so that's... That'll depend on uh, on how things go for him, I think. But he, you can tell he has he's he's got talent. There's there's without a he's got size and talent that look like they're going to be NHL at some point. It's just a matter of when. Yeah, I mean, I for, and again, I'm just watching him in practice. It looks like he moves pretty well. Definitely, uh, definitely was one of the bigger guys out there on the ice uh, has gone from the AJHL to a couple of years with Wisconsin. And now he's going to play pro, obviously. Will the rest of the year be with Bakersfield or might he get a look with the Edmonton Oilers? Well, that's going to depend on uh, how he plays in Bakersfield, how his wrist holds up and how the Oilers play, quite frankly. I, I mean, here's the thing. If, uh, if the Oilers are right there in a playoff race, but they're just lacking somebody who can finish or play with the dry or McDavid or, or help on the third line, then sure, I think you're going to give Holloway a chance. If if the season spirals out of control for Edmonton, and if we're talking in the middle of March that they're, uh, you know, 12th in the conference and nine points out of a playoff spot, do you bother bringing Holloway up or do you just let him play the rest of the season with Bakersfield? So a few things will determine his future, but he's definitely an enticing prospect, absolutely. Okay, 780-496-0063 is the open line. The penalty killing is struggling. I asked Dave Tippett about that earlier today. And also, uh, what about the Oilers being busier around the net? We talk a lot about those greasy goals, the garbage goals. Do the Oilers score enough of those? We shall discuss those topics as we move along. There it is. Edward Van Halen. Tornado movie. It's a good track. 
should play all Van Halen tonight, Kellen. That's my request. All Van Halen coming we'll back. Do, and, uh, yeah, it work. I, I'd like to hear a little. Well, Panama, of course. Sure. Maybe some ain't talking about love. We could do uh, it. What else? See, uh, well, don't tell me what love can do. Oh, that's that, a good that, song. Yeah, that, that's, that's a, a good, good one. Off, like off balance. Sure. Well, that was the first single off balance, wasn't it? I'm pretty I'm sure not I was familiar the fir- with that album. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure uh, that was the first single off balance. Was "Don't Tell Me," and then I want to say "Can't Stop Loving You," and then I think they rolled out "Not Enough." I think the only Hagar era Van Halen album that I like is OU812. That's about it. <laughs> it's funny you said it. <laughs> OU812. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That one to me is uh, it's interesting. They tried some different stuff on it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a little bit all over the map, I think, style wise. I mean, I think when it's love is a like a classic sweet tune. You know, yeah. it makes me want to slow dance with my list with my lady, if I had one. Good old ballad. Uh, <laughs> the good the good, good old, old ballad. ballad. Yeah, I mean, it's more of a mid tempo ballad, but you know, the na na na, like you can't help but sing along to that. Maybe we'll play instead of the. Um, Oh, well, Carolina just scored again. They are rolling here now. Oh, those are highlights. Okay, well, they did get two <laughs> goals. It's, it's, it was, but still, it's, it's 3-1. It, Carolina did get two goals in less than two minutes. So it's 3-1 Carolina leading Calgary. They were showing the highlight of a goal going to intermission, and it's, I thought they got, they got another one. It's the Blue Jays um, encore all over again, folks. That, that, that is true. <laughs> From This was probably, it was probably at least four years ago now. Yes. Uh, and it was in... Obviously, it was in baseball season, but I think the Oilers had some kind of an off-season news conference day, or maybe it was the wrap-up day at the end of the season, or whatever. So it was it was a busy day, and I like had a lot of tape to cut and stuff. And uh, so I, I, you know, I we got into the studio, and I'd been pretty much just focused on that all day and hadn't looked at much other stuff. So I, I, ran, I get into the studio, you know, you're there. I'm like, oh, Kelly, we're ready to go. I'm going to play this, play this, play this. Here we go. And I was like, oh, yeah, I better put the Blue Jays game on. So I put the Blue Jays game on the TV. And I'm doing all my spiel, and I'm like, and you know, fourth inning, it's two one or whatever for the Blue Jays. And then a couple of people wrote in; they were like, uh, "Is it a double header?" Because I'm pretty sure they played this afternoon. So it the was, the was the replay. It was the replay of the game in the evening, and I totally missed that it uh, it had already it had already played. But uh, yes, almost like that. Except those Hurricanes goals were much more recent. Uh, Doug wants me to play all Chicago one night on the show well <laughs> we could we could we could maybe work that in uh i'm not so sure i'm, I'm gonna wait tell you what the- tell you what uh, kellen <laughs> kellen will monitor the text seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three we'll make it van halen night sure um and speaking of dylan holloway did did Eddie van halen not pass away the same day that dylan holloway was drafted in kind of an odd odd uh connection since we were just talking i believe it was the same day as the draft uh eddie passed away october 6th 2020 and the because i think i was driving to come in and uh yeah october 6th 2020 so yeah anyway really has nothing to do with how dylan holloway is going to play for the Oilers. what was i talking about oh when it's maybe at the end of the show Instead of 
it's instead of the hobo song sure. to, tonight because we usually do that on Fridays. Yeah, we could play the uh, the the last minute of when it's love when they're doing the okay. na na nas. Yeah, that might be Sounds fun. Good. All right, uh, I do have more Oilers material for you. The uh, penalty kill. Can they uh, score a few more greasy goals along the way? I asked Dave Tippett about both those topics today. 780-496-0063 is the open line. Also the uh, text line. Which Van Halen song would you like to hear coming back from commercial? Talk to- 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.